Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Keith over here, broadcasting live from our Pensacola studio. And I have the, I mean, this is not Economic Development Council. I don't know what it is. So I've got five wonderful people joining me this afternoon in the studio. Uh, we're here to talk about sort of state of affairs and uh, see if we can't get some some things moving, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I'm going to let everybody go around the horn and introduce themselves. Um, Pamela, please, by all means, take it away. Okay. My name is Pamela Kidwell. I'm the director of corporate college and the business innovation center at Gulf Coast State College in Panama City. I work with all types of businesses and individuals who are looking to start businesses here in the area and around. And um, I lead a team of um Great individuals who help with all the aspects of business, starting from the idea all the way to um, opening the doors. So that's what we do here. Well, great. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you. Andrea. Hi, I'm Andrea Wester-Bronner. I'm the Senior Vice President of Strategy and Partnerships for the International Business Innovation Association. A little bit too many uh, words there, I know. But essentially, we're the world's largest organization, a member association for anybody that supports entrepreneurs. So we used to be um, focusing on incubators, but now we curate best practices um, for and, and share that information and allow a networking space for incubators, accelerators, co-working spaces, et cetera. Um, my particular background and interest in an area that we're taking NBIA very heavily into is entrepreneurial ecosystem development. So I'm very excited to be here, learn from you all, and hopefully talk about the best practices out there today. Great. Well, thank you for being here as well. Hi, I'm David Musselwhite. I operate a small co-working space in Pensacola called Pensacola Social Desk. And um, basically try to operate as a community builder with um, uh, Wes, with uh, the Entrepreneur and Innovation Council, as well as collab with the EEG group. I'm Kelly Reeser with Tech Farms Capital. We are an early stage fund focused on um, high technology companies in the Southeast region. Good deal, and Wes Hudgens here with Gulf Power Company help lead efforts, uh, our efforts, to invest and grow our entrepreneurial strategy throughout Northwest Florida. Do that by uh, helping to chair the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Council on a regional level, as well as helping to um, coordinate and, and uh, support other efforts like the Pensacola Entrepreneurial Ecosystem Group, uh, EEG, and some other efforts that help support entrepreneurs throughout uh, the greater Pensacola and Northwest Florida area. So lots of long titles, right? Big words. So uh, a lot of smart people uh, around the table with us today. So um, Wes, I know you, you've you've kind of kicked all this up and really gotten us all started to you know think about uh, our economic development here as a whole and really kind of bringing us together to uh, be a little bit more of a team. So um, what what sparked you to just kind of get us all moving in the right direction here? Yeah, I wanted to, uh, so the kind of impetus behind this show is to help get together um, key, key stakeholders throughout the region, business leaders, and subject matter experts to have uh, in-depth conversations about how we continue to grow and support entrepreneurs throughout Northwest Florida. And so uh, this is kind of the first show um, uh, of that effort, and so looking forward to having this group on and, and sharing today as we kind of talk about our topic. 
Um, and, and specifically, the topic today is how we continue to develop and grow uh, the region's entrepreneurial hubs and connect them with industry clusters, assets, services, networks, facilities, tools, and expertise, all those things uh, that really serve as the ecosystem of uh, a good entrepreneurial effort. And so um, hoping today that we kind of leave uh, with some best practices. We leave with an understanding of kind of what kind of resources we have here in our community and throughout the region. And then maybe some here's some good things that are going on uh, throughout other communities that are working and that maybe leaves us with some action items that we can kind of take from this um, from this show and kind of build upon. So. Yeah. OK, so you say hub um, and you say that we, and, and you said hubs, actually plural. So. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. We have a lot of hubs here and a lot of resources, but um, for those that are listening that may not know, let's kind of go through some of those. I think maybe spark some some thought. But I know we've got help me out here, Kelly, because I know you know the rest of them. So we've got we've got Ecolab, we've got I mean Ecolab, we've got Colab, we've got um, uh, Workspace, right? What are the other? We've got Cowork. What else? But, well, specifically in the. Um Speaking to the broader regional conversation, I think when we talk about hubs, we were talking ge- um, ge- kind of geographic centers. Mm-hmm. So you've got the Pensacola area, you've got the um, Destin, Fort Walton Beach area, and then you've got the Panama City, Panama City. area. And so yeah. that's kind of that broad region. And then within that, you have those key um, assets of entrepreneurial support that you're referencing, yeah. Key. So you've got Colab, Pensacola, Cowork Annex, Pensacola Social Desk, which are the physical spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few others that have popped up around niche communities like creatives. Um Makerspace type areas. Right. Uh, Panama City specifically has um, tech farms and just other other physical locations that are dedicated to supporting and growing our entrepreneurial yeah. or entrepreneurs in the region. And um, and and I think when we talk about those being hubs, is um, what we can do by this conversation is um, is connect those. How can those be? unique in their offering, but also interconnected with the others such mm-hmm. that we have a much broader um, ecosystem. Yeah. And kind of working towards the same goal. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Pamela and Andrea, give us your thoughts on the, on the, the sort of hub in the, um, network situation. Um, speaking more broadly, uh, to what Kelly was uh, saying, there are, and there has been considerations, um, Starting, I, I kind of walked into this play uh, back in 2012, and um, back then everything was separated. So um, as we as we look at then versus now, we're actually having a, a radio talk show about us getting together. Um, we, when we were talking in 2012, we were opening the Business Innovation Center, which was um, the uh, Rev Two of the Small Business Incubator here in Panama City. Since that time, there's been numerous uh, reiterations of that uh, concept, and Tech Farms joined the joined the um, circus, the, uh, the the entrepreneurial uh, pool of offerings here in the local area, and, ha- and have done a phenomenal job in bringing in um, a new um, higher tech level to the picture. Uh, we were more broad based uh, on our thoughts as it relates to the Business Innovation Center. And we continue to be broad-based in that we are not looking at just tech. We're looking at all small business and entrepreneurship. Um, but And there's other people who are coming along. Uh, there's talk for there to be something happening in Okaloosa. Um, there's uh, new conversations going on in Panama City. Um, so we have, um, in my opinion, made great um, movement towards 
having a more localized attitude towards entrepreneurship, which is uh, uh, the foundation of what a community entrepreneurial support system has to have. Um, yeah. And, and I think we've done a, a phenomenal job for that uh, since, since my being in 2012. There was work before me, and uh, there will be continued to be work after me. But um, since I've been here, I think we've, we've made some great strides to uh, do what we're doing now. Yeah, well, and I can tell by the, the shaking heads around the table, we're all kind of agreeing to, with you for sure. But, okay, so you brought up a couple points that, that with some new conversations and things that are going on, uh, what does everybody think the foundation for our, our uh, support efforts should be? Wes, I'm going to let you take the lead on that one. Yeah, you know, I think what we need, and and certainly open to getting more feedback on this, but, you know, we have to have those central locations to where these uh, entrepreneurs can gather, can get the support that they need, and and whether that's a site that's um, like a collab here in Pensacola specifically, but a site that is like a a place that offers offers, uh, mentorship, uh, uh, co-working space at a discounted rate, just something to help get these entrepreneurs started, but to get them at a central location so that we kind of create this I don't know, I'm going back to like critical mass uh, where you get everyone at the same site. They're kind of similar minds doing similar things, help build a buzz, and they kind of grow the entrepreneurial scene a little bit. Um, and so that when I think about how we can, what's at the foundation of it, I think we have to have kind of a central location where, where folks are working uh, in this space uh, as, as an entrepreneurs. Um, and that, not specifically in the same space, maybe they're all doing different types of projects, but it's those type of people that are, uh, at, a, at a location doing things. Right. And it's communicating on the same sort of movement, I think. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, well, in addition to basically the physical assets, which are the incubators or accelerators, probably the piece that is most critical are the, actually the people and the community builders, not just Absolutely. The, not just the identified community builders, but the volunteers that come yeah. and around. And Good I think point. if there's something that we need to focus on along the coast, is better promotion, better identification, and better promotion of those community builder people. Yeah, and just kind of bring them in under the wings and, and get them. It's like you keep saying, we get them all together. It's like one big think tank. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kelly, any thoughts? Yes, I agree. <laughs> and I really would be curious um, uh, from Andrea's perspective, best practices that she's seen across the country in this ecosystem building, um, what what communities have in place from a foundational perspective. So, Andrea, that's yes, sure, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just recently, I mean, last week I was in West Virginia and we were working um, in a three-state project essentially where we were you know sharing best practices and talking across these very rural areas so while i agree with west on the the convening point i think the other angle to ecosystem hubs and development of services that really support entrepreneurs um, across you know predominantly rural areas is in some of the virtual services and virtual programs so i've been talking to um, several people that um, there's one or two ways to support that some of the companies that we see are makers, um, people that are artisans or make, you know, a particular food or beverage product in their own home. Um, we're also seeing this a lot in, near military bases, which obviously you all have a big Air Force base um, in military spouses. And so how do they keep, you know, an additional income coming in? Well, they work from their home and they use, you know, e-commerce platforms. So services like supporting 
um, discounted, you know, e-commerce platforms um, and how to work with those so somebody can have a virtual storefront and, you know, sell to the world, even if they're in a small rural area. Um, other areas like um, uh, services and concepts of just how to go to market, how to how to differentiate your products when these are, you know, busy e-commerce um, interfaces, right? Building your brand, your recognition and, and the quality of what you have. Looking at virtual um, customer care, if you are lucky enough to have that type of throughput, um, that's some of the things that we're looking at. The other area that's starting to get really interesting, again, mostly in these more rural areas of the U.S., is working with the libraries as an additional place for a brick and mortar infrastructure. And you may say, sure, sure, space or access to, you know, one um, single meeting place for mentors to support your businesses, but things like access to market research, right? Libraries typically have Frost and Sullivan or Mintel or Ibis World or different subscriptions. Um, and that's a lot of pertinent, you know, uh, information that even goes into investment and due diligence packets if somebody's going after seed or, or um, angel or investment funding. So there's lots of neat virtual ways um, and within the community that entrepreneurs can access some really rich resources. Andrea, what do you, what, what, do you, what has been some of the, what, what's been the best community you think you've seen so far that is designed this way with an infrastructure? Yeah. So it's, it's great to ask that question because I, I don't have a favorite. I think what's really neat about the work we're doing is that you don't have to be Silicon Valley and that's the majority of the country, right? So we look at um, really celebrating ecosystems that may have one or two assets that can support an entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, and so for instance, I think a lot of people always concentrate on, do we, do we have enough funding? Um, and, and, you know, in some places that may, that may help, but I think the best investments, I mean, I've seen this personally, that the venture capitalists and the angels will come. They'll, they'll come to that area and invest in those companies that have tangible assets that are attractive. So it may be something different that your ecosystem needs. It could be, again, a pipeline of rich mentors and subject matter experts to support your, your um, clients. And in some ways, um, there are ways to do that virtually. Um, we've seen in other areas like parts of Texas or in Austin, for instance, everybody thinks, well, Austin is right an epicenter of entrepreneurial and, and innovation, um, thriving uh, counterparts. But, you know, in reality, just back in the 80s, it was really a subsidy of the state and the local government that made that a particular, you know, vertical hub of semiconductor technologies, for instance. Hmm. Um, and we're seeing that now in places all over um, the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, I'll bring back Ohio. Um, there's various pockets of Ohio through state and local government subsidies that are now making these ecosystems that happen to be expertise around uh, polymers and plastics, aerospace, which again, you probably could find analogous, glass manufacturing, which is an age old industry there, um, et cetera. And just to really uh, plug this really quickly, we have a lot of free resources for anybody interested in either ecosystem you know, development or for the entrepreneur um, that talks to how to set up some of these different programs and how to um, really bring together the various stakeholders to, to support the local uh, small businesses. Yeah. So would, would you all say that with all of that kind of being said, do we have a good foundation here, you think? already like kind of in motion we've got universities we've got we have the entrepreneurial buzz we have the co-work spaces we have people that are interested in in making something new and different right you know uh just from from a thirty thousand you know foot level i think we have pieces of all of the components that have been mentioned you know certainly have pieces i don't know that we have a lot uh, honestly i don't know that we have a lot of depth in all of them um 
I think there's obviously opportunities to kind of support and, and help um, grow and enhance some of those areas. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about mentorship, you talk about um, space, you talk about um, just people in general who want to become entrepreneurs, who have ideas, who, who need places to go and to do that and people to talk to. Um, so I think there's opportunities abound and was certainly interested, you know, in, in what Andrea said when you talk about, um, you know, getting the, you know, the local government body behind something uh, to help put some money in it, if you will, to help yeah. subsidize growing um, entrepreneur, the ecosystem in general. And I think uh, as we try to connect our, our uh, entrepreneurship efforts with the industry clusters like aerospace, which was mentioned or others have mm-hmm. been talked about healthcare. Um, cybersecurity, all of those kind of things. Um, I think that's an awesome idea. Would certainly like to learn more about, you know, how they go about doing that. Um, you know, what have been the outcomes of some of those? I mean, obviously Austin being uh, an, a, an awesome yeah. example, but I mean, what are other little things like that that are going on that that are really making a difference? Yeah, is it? And it sounds like is it sort of a, a build it in the the that'll come kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, like does the government get involved in the beginning or do they, do they come in after they see that you're being successful with it? So, so I can just speak to that really quickly because we run the nation's largest uh, through the economic development administration study of how these hubs, you know, are created. And to be frank, uh, a lot of entrepreneurship centers rely on local government, you know, up to federal uh, government funding. So I do think that they start with some type of government subsidy. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So go ahead, guys. And I would also say, too, um, you do see a, an increasing um, level of support and interest from the economic development organizations across um, across our region. I would have to say that probably the most mature um, is is Florida West is the Escambia County Economic Development Organization because they've operated an incubator mm-hmm. for uh, for over ten years, um, and then there's there's you know differing levels of support, but definitely all all moving in that direction. So I think it's I don't know that it's hard to say chicken or egg, um, but I do think that you've got the demand from the community is what ultimately drives that government support. So you've got entrepreneurs standing up in your community saying. Um, you know, with just these few tools, we could go to the next level. And then you've got this, you know, government support system that says, okay, well, let us meet the needs of those entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in our community. Um, I think it, it, it's not, um, something that a government entity can necessarily drive. Right. Um, but definitely but support, but it's definitely support. And so I, I, David referenced our EEG, which is our entrepreneurial ecosystem gathering. And we, um, kind of added support in the entrepreneurial support ecosystem is how do we, as support providers better interconnect so that we create this like almost like web of services yeah. that are interconnected for uh, for to support the entrepreneurs in our region and help them grow help them do what they do best right and um and so yes yes and to the question of <laughs> yes and yes <laughs> do not offer that in addition to all of that a critical aspect really is the public policies not just create an incubator, but uh, you know, um, taking a look at what is the actual true infrastructure that's needed in a community, um, and as well, how does the uh, government or the city or the county or whatever spend that money, and are they actually putting the spending in support of the entrepreneurs? Yeah. So uh, do the other 
parts of our region, do they have a foundation on their own, do you think? Or is it kind of all of us or, or none of us? You know, I always, and I've heard this, um, you know, because we're not a major uh, metropolitan hub like in Atlanta, like in Austin, right. that, that really we, we're all having to work together across the region. But I do think there are pockets, um, sp- you know, specifically in Panama City, you talk about tech farms or you go to the Gulf Coast State College, to the, to the BIC, to the Business Innovation Center. There are assets and resources and people there to help. Um, so, I mean, but we're all working together. Some, somebody who may be in need of a, a piece of equipment to build something um, might be able to go down to Panama City and get help. I mean, so we're all having to work together because we don't have that critical mass right. um, of people. And with that, um, there's a term that I think is a, applicable called coopetition, <laughs> which is really every county, every city along the coast is both competing with every other city mm-hmm. and county, as well as as Wes is saying, trying to cooperate. Right. So it's... It's, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. <laughs> and I'd like to kind of maybe ha- get some feedback is how, on a national scale or on a larger scale, how do regions address that, that kind of interplay between competition and cooperation? Yeah. So, Andrea, I think that's probably a question for you again. Yeah, sure. So um, <clears throat> to Pamela's point earlier, I think this entrepreneurial ecosystem work really, you know, starting to, uh, I don't want to say peak, but definitely, you know, it's, it's getting more online. I've been in it probably about 12 years now. And I don't, you know, I don't think that there's a, a pervasive best practice, but one thing that we preach, and it's because, you know, um, I, I built something in 13 states of the Southeast on federal funding, is that to have the most successful ecosystem mapping and to create, you can always come back in and, and get all the stakeholders involved. You need to start differentiating. You need to individually create your value propositions and you need to figure out how to over, um, to, to, to remove the overlaps. I can give you a very quick example where we did some of this work in New Orleans, which actually has 80 different disparate entrepreneurship centers, the majority of which not only step on each other's toes, but actually do not support and um, provide the services to the majority of citizens in the area as entrepreneurs. This was all a third party um, evaluation done. They're probably on their fourth iteration of an economic development group that's looking at how to do small business economic development locally and correctly but that was part of the long process that they're about to take place in, which is, you know, making sure, and I think this comes from the funder at the end of the day, who's going to have to sit there and referee and make sure that the, the various groups are um, not just, you know, differentiating in value, but making sure that they're actually representing creating services and products that will support the majority of entrepreneurs in the, in the ecosystem. Okay, so how do we not end up like that? <laughs> you know, how do we how do we work together to really end up like that? Oh, I think exactly what we're doing right now is just it's the continual dialogue of yeah. um, of you know respecting each other, each other's each other each support organization's individual mandate and requirements from their funder. Again, uh, my previous role was in our economic development organization that. Um, we knew at the end of the day we were accountable to the um, county commission and the city council, Muskegon um, County, and then the city of Pensacola. 
city council, therefore the taxpayers of, of that community. And so the work and the efforts that we did had to focus on, um, you know, growing our, our community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, ancillary benefits by the entire region being bolstered. But, um, but of course, you know, I, I couldn't fault uh, my counterpart in Bay County for, you know, wanting those yeah. entrepreneurs to stay yeah. in their county as opposed to ours. So there's definitely, to David's word, of coopetition. Um, you know, there's, <laughs> but I think by the, through the dialogue you gain and you maintain that respect, that mutual respect and understanding of the other's mandates and right. requirements. Um, I would have to say that through our dialogue, the first aha big breakthrough moment for me was um, with our working with our small business development center. And um, I would continually refer entrepreneurs who just had an idea. I would send them over to the SBDC to get to help them write their business plan. Mm-hmm. And I think Kelly Massey, our um, our regional director, he had to say he probably said it at least half a dozen times before I actually heard him say it was that that's not really what they're measured on. And right. so that's not their bread and butter. So we identified that as a, a gap in the ecosystem that mm-hmm. somebody um, you know, can provide that support, provide that assistance to the very, very early stage entrepreneur. How do we address that as a community and, um, and, and be able to provide that? But then it's also me being a good partner to the SBDC and not constantly referring things that, that, that things they don't, that, yeah. yeah, that things that, um, aren't their you know, bread that, and butter that are their bread and butter. And, and of course they provide that service, but again, it's, it was them saying that what, um, you know, the stage of company and the stage of business that they really, um, hinge on is that later stage kind of growth yeah. stage development services. So it was, um, you know, through Northwest Florida forward and through, um, locally, um, hyper locally in the Pensacola area, we do have our monthly, um, entrepreneurial ecosystem, um, group. And I think through both of those conversations, I think that we just continue to move forward and, um, as in as coordinated an effort as possible. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing too, is a lot of times they expect the small business development center to write the business plan for them. Which doesn't True. happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah, that's part of the boot camp of entrepreneurship. Yeah, is yeah. You got to put something. You gotta put on, in the time. Put yeah, and put get it out of your head and get it on paper. Yeah. So uh, okay, so let's let's follow with that a little bit because you were saying that that was a gap that was that was identified. What do you think are some of the other things we're missing, or some of the other gaps that that need to be filled? I'd so, say the number one gap, looking at people that have written books like uh, Brad Feld from, I think, Denver or whatever. He makes the point that entrepreneurs must lead the startup community. And I think that's echoed by Kaufman. And I think that is probably one of our true gaps is we've got the support organizations. We've got some funding sources. We've got educational resources. Mm -hmm. But when I look at the attendees... Quite honestly, I don't really see that we've got the actual entrepreneurs from the community attending the meetings and saying, this is what I need, or this is what people like me Mm -hmm. need. That's an excellent point. So you you don't think there's a a correct representation for who's actually behind the scenes trying to to build it? Uh, That would be correct. Go ahead. What's sad... This is Pamela, sorry. What's sad is there are entrepreneurs out there who, for whatever reason, um, choose to um, go on their own until they get to a place where they're broken or where they either stumble or fall and some 
stumble and fall and, and weather it through and make it to the other side. And some just, you know, close the box and put the idea away and don't ever do anything. And I, I, I don't know if it's from a fear of showing too much too publicly so they don't um, get out and ask for help. Because I believe everybody on this call has made it abundantly clear that there are resources out there to help on every aspect of business. Uh, it's just the uh, and 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 I feel I had I had two people in my office today, who are way far into their project of their of of their idea, and they they are crashing and burning, <laughs> mm. and they're asking for help for the first time. And so um, while, you know, we can rescue who we can rescue, I'm not sure who's not getting to the net to ask for help. And I, I don't know if it's, a, again, I don't know if it's a fear of, of not wanting anybody to know, but an idea is only an idea uh, if you don't act on it and you don't uh, seek, you know, your resources are out there to help you. You're not going to get anywhere. Uh, you're just going to, um, some will make it, some will be one, wonderfully successful and, you know, we'll read about them in the paper uh, or watch them on some uh, TV show, but there are going to be lots and lots who could have made it had they asked for help. So how do we identify those those that are not attending or, or so that we can do something like a welcoming committee or some form of reaching out and letting them know, come join us? I, I, hey, I think we keep raising the awareness. I mean, I think it's things like this that continue to um, help bring people to the table and make them aware that, hey, we are trying to pull together a coordinated effort to help enhance and grow this ecosystem, but we need you at the table. Um, and, that, hey, that's a call out to anybody uh, who, who maybe has been successful or who has seen some success but maybe needs some help or whatever. I mean, we're we're here to help. Uh, we want to help connect you to those folks who might be able to provide you that, you know, the tools, the the time, the mentorship to, to get there. So, Absolutely. Right. And I think it just has to, in general, it has to be um, easier. And I don't want to say, I don't want to use that term because entrepreneurship in, in general is just, is not easy. But, um, you know, for an entrepreneur who's got head down because they see product market fit, the timing's right, time is go time. They don't have time to search for all the different resources in their community. So again, to the effort of Northwest Florida Ford is um, coordinating those efforts, making, um, you know, making the support services more visible, um, having easy entry points like 1 million cups that we've, um, that we've been working at for probably about a year. It's been um, going extremely well in the Pensacola marketplace, but something like that where it's sure if it's attending an event, but it's an easy one hour commitment once, um, you know, once a month that, you know, you pop in and you can connect to resources, you can hear, um, you kind of stir that entrepreneurial spirit in the community, but it's an easy entry point and then that can lead to greater things. Um, <clears throat> so I think that that making it easy for the entrepreneur, having an entrepreneur facing front that takes into consideration um, how, how they're thinking, not how support organizations necessarily classify or coordinate themselves, um, but how based on the entrepreneur's need, what is that um, forward facing view? Right. And I think... Being able to define and to offer to entrepreneurs an opportunity that's easy for them to give back mm -hmm. to the community yeah. is one of the more critical elements because what we're looking for really, I think, are the successful entrepreneurs, the ones that have been there and the ones that then are willing to come back and you know, offer the expertise, offer their perspectives or whatever you know, 
as kind of a give back yeah. program. Uh, and, Andrew, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you because I think you've got a pretty large uh, view across the United States. But is there any communities out there that are doing anything um, that's more successful than not, as far as sort of welcoming or, or drawing some of those entrepreneurs to come up to the front of the uh, of the you know face for the camera or whatever whatever term you want to give it? But um, you know, really getting them out there to lead the the pack or any program. Yeah, sir. So I help. think. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. I think it goes twofold. I think you've got, you know, how do you create the next generation of founders? So places like Birmingham and certainly many universities have very interesting, um, uh, you know, millennial founder um, programs. And it's not just about going to the MBA and the College of Business kids, because that's, I think, been the, the typical model. And you see a lot of entrepreneurship. One of our sister organizations, USASB, predominantly is entrepreneurship professors inside of colleges of business. It starts getting more interesting when you work with, you know, STEM, science, tech, engineering, math, graduate and postdoctoral level students and empowering them to be founders of companies. Um, Birmingham does some great work in, you know, coding schools that really churn out some talented young individuals who can do mobile app or software development after like a nine week uh, course. It's pretty intensive. Um, and then there's the other side, which is cultivating from the community. So, you know, some of this may be, uh, I would say that the phrase should have had a V8 or maybe very um, typical or straightforward sounding. But a lot of it is, you know, guerrilla outreach marketing tactics. Um, go to places that are massive conveners of people. It could be churches. It could be community centers. It could be the library. Um, we talk about how do you find, you know, interesting pockets of high net worth individuals, certainly in a state like Florida. Go to the golf course locker room, go to the yacht club, go to the tennis club, have posters up that recruit these types of mentors and been there, done that serial entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. One of the best pockets that that um, I really love to find, you know, maybe the garage inventor or the entrepreneur who has the engineering or scientific capability to produce a product is your local trade organization. Um, I'm a proud member of the American Society of Mechanical Engineers. There's the Institute of Electrical and Electronics uh, Engineers, um, American Chemical Society. All of a sudden, you'll start seeing that there's all these professional trade organizations that have local chapters. Those are phenomenal pipelines. And all you're doing is just telling them about the ideation groups out there if they don't have a company. But you never know who may have that consulting um, or, or maybe more of a lifestyle business that now wants to pivot into something that's more growth or connecting them to another company in town where they have the technical or product know-how so i like what she's saying like go to the streets like go get it instead of waiting for it to come to us mm -hmm. i'll volunteer to be part yep. of anything with gorilla in it mm -hmm. <laughs> that's right so um uh okay so i think we have um enough of of people that i think would want to do that you know or i know we have enough yacht clubs and golf courses and all that so it's just a matter of uh, starting those conversations right yeah. So. Yeah, I liked what you talked about, Andrea, about d definitely growing, uh, growing the outreach and marketing tactic. And that's been kind of one of our <clears throat> opportunities, if you will, is to how do we do that? What's the best? And so we, we hope to be talking about some of that soon. But some of those low cost, no cost ways of doing it through, you know, face social media uh, outlets and things. So um, that, that's a, certainly an action item for us to to kind of take back, and which we already kind of knew. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. The kind of the one-on-one -on -one and one-to-small group 
outreach, mm-hmm. you know, that we've also kind of talked about, yeah. would be kind of critical. You know, and like we've talked about reaching out through the rotaries, yeah. you know, type thing. Yeah. Well, I think uh, starting with here would work too, because you know, we've got a pretty good reach. Yeah. With being digital, we can put it in front of who we want. So maybe that's just uh, what we need to do is just let them know we're here and we'll, we'll be more than happy to have a conversation with you, right? That's right. Yeah. So, um, Wes, any other thoughts that you've had with with what we've got down here on the paper that, that we may have missed? No, not nothing's really coming to mind. I think we've had some, some good topics here. Um, certainly enjoyed hearing uh, about some of the other things that are working well. Anything stick out to anyone else on, on the call, uh, on the show here today that uh, maybe we should be considering or, or you know, really – you know, firing things up in other cities, other areas. I really enjoyed this e-commerce uh, stuff. I think uh, from from a rural standpoint, we've got a lot of area um, yeah. here in Northwest Florida. It's my understanding too that the the I know the Navy side actually does. They actually teach part of coming on board with the Navy is they teach uh, both husband and wife if, if uh, of the you know marriage or whatever to start a second business as a second source of income, but also as a way to to do whatever they need to do with their money and their taxes, but they actually teach them to do that. So there's a lot of, um, like uh, uh, Andrew was saying, those that are making stuff at home or whatever, those that are getting ready to sell things online, but they're actually, they push that when they when they get enrolled, is my understanding. Yeah. So. Matter of fact, last year they had at the uh, Navy base, um, they coordinated a, a symposium of some kind for um, uh, the spouses of military mm-hmm. members that were entrepreneurs at home. And so it, it's, again, just these little pockets of, success that are occurring here we just got to continue to spread the message and 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 grow the effort so so and the other the only other thing i know that we haven't highlighted i don't think enough is the the resources we have with the universities i think because we have so we have so much school here (laughs) there's a lot of school so and and with the haas center and just the amount of of research that's already been done that we have access to is huge yes so and not to be kind of an agitator, but yeah, right. <laughs> one of the things, and just kind of want some feedback on this, of what I've read, is the distinction in an ecosystem between leaders of the ecosystem and the feeders of an ecosystem. Specifically, the place of a university, where the university wants to be in the position of leadership when other places are saying the universities are critical, but they are really a support, they are really a feeder of an ecosystem, not so much the leader of an ecosystem. So I guess, does it matter? Well, I think I think it does um, kind of parallel what um, what we were talking about earlier with you know, with government providing support, but in response to mm-hmm. um, a certain demand from the entrepreneurial community, it's it's the same way. I think with our um, university in Pensacola, um, in particular, the University of West, West Florida, you've got the establishment of a center for entrepreneurship, which can, um, to Andrea's point earlier, it can go digging into those other um, academic disciplines. It can go into the, you know, the, the College of Engineering and it can pull out some of those unique products or those unique individuals who are building cool things and they can say, hey, have you ever considered? So it's just beginning and stirring up that that conversation on campus. I think the Center for Entrepreneurship is doing that well. So that's feeding the pipeline of potential entrepreneurs. And I think when you come to the leadership 
point, um, David, is is you take, for instance, the primary funder of the center is a, uh, you know, is probably Pensacola's most I don't know, prestigious entrepreneurial entrepreneur, guy. <laughs> right? So you've got a gentleman named Quint Studer who um, who seeded the, the development of and the establishment of the Center for Entrepreneurship, which is, um, which is I think, him taking a lead not only with his, his checkbook, donating, um, you know, for that center, but he's also spoken to the students several times and he's, um, you know, he's, he's desiring his name to be associated and affiliated with that program. So I think that you do have a combination of leader and feeder um, in, in our university setting, for instance. So, so yes, and I think, I, you know, I am a, um, a, I say a, a drinker of the Bradfield Kool-Aid of it must be for entrepreneurs, by entrepreneurs. There's got to be that, um, that leadership there. And then we as support organizations um, help feed and fuel and fund um, we'll find another F that's going yeah. well, um, their dreams, you know, and it's champion. How do we champion those, um, individuals in our communities who are wanting to build, um, who are wanting to build great things and not hold them back. So it seems like they're going to be both just depends on what time of the life cycle they're in. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Pamela or Andrea, any comments on that? I 100% agree with what she just said. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks. Spot on Kelly. Spot on. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so uh, Wes, any, you were good to go, yeah? Yeah, I think it was a great show. Um, you know, it, again, any other topics of interest? I know David, I appreciate you sharing that one. Any other thoughts? No, but I, I do want to say, is there a, a place where if somebody who gets to listen to this um, wants to join or comment or anything, is there a place that we can send them to or an email address they can send us a message? Absolutely. So if they were to to go to northwestfloridaforward.com. Uh, they can click on the Entrepreneurship and Innovation Council tab. Um, there's contact info the information there for myself. I'd be happy to, um, you know, if they wanted to email me, I'd be happy to let them know how to connect. Um, uh, otherwise, if you're out in the community and, and want to, you know, have some entrepreneurial ideas, uh, you know, reach out to, to some of your stakeholders at, at the um, economic development offices. Um, some of your professors probably um, may know some other folks who are in, involved in this space. Um, but, but we're here and we're, we're out and about and, you know, we're happy to help. So, uh, you know, just, hey, reach out to us. Let, let us know how we can help support. Go ahead, David. Yeah, being self-serving to that end. Another website that has been created to help support and promote more from the private sector side is a little site called smartcoast.us. That's right. Okay. And we, do we have, we have a portal somewhere that has like a bunch of resources and stuff listed on, don't we? Yeah, UWF, Center for Entrepreneurship, they do. They have um, uh, the list of the asset map there, yeah. uh, which we kind of laid out um, with the acronym FASTER, Funding, Advice, Space, Training. Training. Come on, help me out. Events and research. Events and research, that's right. So what kind of brings to my mind, you know, are we missing something in the event space? You know, we talked earlier about connecting folks, entrepreneurs to maybe interested parties, you know, do we have enough events? I know we went through this earlier in the year, kind of looking at all the events throughout the year, but do we need some more, you know, do we need to help support the growth of more um, networking events, um, more convention center? Well, I think that, well, <laughs> I think there are a few um, larger events, but I, I do see those. Um, I will, um, 
just make this a call for the Pensacola area and, and really entrepreneurs from, from anywhere are welcome to present. But we're, we're basically renewing a push for 1 million cups, and we would like that to be a weekly event. We'd like it to be every Wednesday at 9 a.m. so that anybody in our community knows that there's this conversation happening mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Again, um, ease of entry into the entrepreneurial ecosystem, we found that to be a very – Mm-hmm. Um, a very, um, it's a resource field friendly. room, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, it's, so anyone who has a business idea that they want to pitch really, if we could, if we could have a slate of a dozen, um, potential presenters, then I think the organizing committee would consider that, um, going more regularly because where we struggled is just calling people in and bringing people in to, to do those um, to do the pitch, to do the presentation. Uh, I think if you go back and look at our uh, YouTube channel or any of our Facebook Live, you'll see that um, you'll see that it's not overly taxing. I think yep. some people think it's I'm not a TED talk. This, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got to have this perfectly refined pitch, but it's just presenting to an audience of like-minded people what you're working on and um, and asking for feedback, asking for that um, validation. Yeah. And on a regional basis, just. One thing that I think we need to, we've identified and we need to encourage is is more regional events. Yeah. Because when we've looked at it across eight counties, there's a few, uh, there's some in Pensacola and then it gets thinner and thinner the further east we tend to go. Yeah. So that's another thing just to reach out to anyone else in, the, in this area, you know. Provide the opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, we are getting to the end of our time here, so I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, Pamela and Andrea, both thank of you for you. having us. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, I always love sharing experience because I think that's knowledge that's not in a book that uh, is always worth more than its weight in gold for sure. Um, one more time, you want to give the website out for if anybody wants to reach out to get absolutely. in touch. Absolutely. Uh, uh Click on the Entrepreneurship and Innovation tab. Uh, my contact email is there. I'd be happy to connect you with other stakeholders, uh, share anything about events and, and happenings uh, here in the Northwest Florida area. Okay. Guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook. Or you can find us on our website at businessradiox.com or on our live feed at businessradiox.live. And this has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. Pensacola, or you can find us on Instagram at Pensacola Business Radio, or on our websites at businessradiox.com, or on our live feed at businessradiox.live. If you are interested in being a guest on Business Radio X, please visit either one of our sites or our social media sites to find a link to book your appearance. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters.